we're bringing you a real raw authentic episode on the you network the network powered by true to you we touch base on important news that's affecting not only our communities but societies as a whole we also speak on long and short-term effects of mental health as well we also are here to help people get back to understanding self it is important for people to know their worth know who they are know that there are limitless possibilities to becoming the successful individual that we all look to become let's start practicing greatness and gain the understanding that the only limit in life is you welcome to the you network what is going on everybody out there again what is going on welcome to the you network it is royalty in the building yeah I don't know why I like to put the dramatics on there like that. I don't know. I just like to have fun with it. I hope everybody doing good out there. You know, staying in that positive mind state. Remembering to prosper no matter what. You know, that's the only way. If you meditate on the things that you desire, that's the only way to bring those things into your reality. Uh, You know, I want to start this segment off with a nice little quote. We are not imprisoned by our circumstances, our setbacks, our history, our mistakes, or even staggering defeats along the way. We are freed by our choices. And then I got another chapter verse coming from the good book, the KJV, the Holy Bible. Uh, This is coming from Romans 12 and 21. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Again, Romans 12, 21. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Uh, This segment here is going to be about falling up Um, in the midst of defeat stress and crisis our brains map different paths to help us cope this principle is about finding the mental path that not only leads us up out of failure or suffering but teaches us to be happier and more successful because of it the human brain is constantly creating and revising mental maps to help us navigate our way through this complex ever-changing world kind of like a tireless over-eager cartographer In order to survive, we must create physical maps of our environment, map our strategies for good food and sex, and map out possible effects of our actions. These maps aren't just crucial to survival in the wilderness. They are vital to succeeding and thriving in the business world. Uh, Let me use... Well, let me use me as an example. Uh, When I'm dealing with clients, I go through thoughts sometimes of whether to lowball or highball an offer. Our brains do this unconsciously, and sometimes consciously too. Uh, We create an event map with two possible paths, then try to predict where those paths will lead. Lowballing, the prediction for the path will lead the client into making a counteroffer, which eventually leads to an acceptable bid for both parties. Highballing can lead to a client getting offended and taking business elsewhere. This This is how all humans use mental mapping. They start with a I am they start at the I am here point. That's the status quo from which a variety of paths radiate outward. The number of paths relying on complexity of the decision and clarity of your thinking at that moment. Thinking clearly and creative when looking at all paths will lead us to the decision most successful for us. The problem is that when we are stressed or in crisis, many people miss the most important path of them all. It's the path that's headed up. When looking at our mental map after crisis and adversity, We can see three paths. One, that's keep circling around where you currently are. Like, for example, the negative event, it creates no change. You know, you pretty much you end where you start. 
another mental path leads towards further negative consequences. Um, example being, you end up far worse off after the negative event. Uh, this path is why we are afraid of conflict and challenge. Uh, the one I like to focus on is that third path. Uh, this is the path that leads us from failure and setback to a place where we are more stronger and capable than before we fail. Uh, finding that path in challenging times isn't easy. In a crisis, economic or otherwise, we tend to form incomplete mental maps, and ironically, the path we have trouble seeing is often the most positive, productive one. When we begin feeling helpless and hopeless, we stop believing a path like that even exists, causing us not even to bother searching for it. But this is the path we should be looking for, because this is you know, this is what we all see. Our ability to define that third path is the difference between those who are crippled by failure and those who rise above it. If we are able to conceive failures as an opportunity for growth, we are more than likely to experience growth. I hope y'all following me out there. If if we conceive failing as the worst thing in the world, then it will just be that. By scanning our mental map for positive opportunities and by rejecting the belief that every down in life leads us only further downward, we give ourselves the greatest possible power, the ability to move up despite the setbacks because of it. In today's society, it is so easy to overlook that third path. Like think of soldiers heading into combat. A psychologist usually tells them that they are going to return home normal or with post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, for those, you know, that know the abbreviation, PTSD, post, post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, when you look at it right away, this gives the soldiers a mental map with only two paths, normalcy or psychic distress. I'm aware that PTSD is, in fact, a serious consequence to war, but there have been extensive research done to show a better path. It's a third path called post-traumatic growth. Adversarial growth or post-traumatic growth can actually be used to improve thousands of lives around the world. I'm sure we have all learned the term, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger, right? Well, the phenomenon presented to us about 25 years ago is the possibility of something good emerging from the struggle with something difficult <clears throat> has been used in many studies over the previous years. So today we can actually say that the great suffering of trauma can actually lead to great positive change across a wide range of experiences. What kind of positive growth can you see from this is what you're thinking, I'm sure. Positive psychological growth can occur. It increases in spirituality, the compassion for others, openness, and even in some cases overall life satisfaction. After trauma, people also report enhanced personal strength and self-confidence as well as heightened appreciation for and greater intimacy in their social relationships. This doesn't work for everybody. The next question would have to be what distinguishes the people who find growth in these experiences from those who don't. Surprisingly, I'm going to say the mindset is front and center on this one. People's ability to find the path headed up rests largely on how they conceive of the cards they have been dealt. So the strategies they most often lead to adversarial growth include positive reinterpretation of the situation or the event, optimism, acceptance, and coping mechanisms that include focusing on the problem head on, rather than denying or trying to avoid it. It appears that it is not about the type of event per se that influences most post-traumatic growth, but rather the subjective experience of the event. The people that can successfully get themselves up off the mat are those who define themselves not by what has happened to them, but by what they can actually make out of what has happened. 
We have to use adversity to move forward. It's bigger than just bouncing back. It's about bouncing forward. We all have experienced, we all experienced adversity of one kind or another at some point in our lives. Mistakes, obstacles, failure, disappointment, suffering, whatever you can think of. You know, understand with every setback comes some opportunity for growth that we, that we can teach ourselves to see and take advantage of. Things do not necessarily happen for the best, but some people are able to make the best out of things that happen. Successful people see adversity not as a stumbling block, but as a stepping stone to greatness. Earlier, early failure is often the fuel for ideas that eventually transform industries, make record profits, and even reinvent careers. It's the basic things that back this up. Uh, Michael Jordan, he was cut from like he was cut from his high school team. You know, Walt Disney was fired by a newspaper editor for not being creative enough, and the Beatles. You know, I mean, they got turned away by a record executive who told them that guitar groups was on their way out. You know what I mean? But Jordan once said, I failed over and over again in my life, and this is why I succeed. You know what I mean? Kennedy quoted, only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly. We can only learn to deal with failure by actually experiencing failure, by living through it. The earlier we face difficulties and drawbacks, the better prepared we are to deal with the inevitable obstacles along our path. The path from failure to success is not always easy to spot. In crisis situations, we, go, we get so stuck in misery of the status quo that we forget another path is available, causing helplessness. When we fail or when life delivers us a shock, we can become so hopeless that we respond by simply just giving up. When we eliminate any upward motions from our mental maps and worse, eliminate motivation or habit to search for them, we end up undermining our ability to tackle and challenge the tack- our ability to tackle and challenge the task at hand. When people feel helpless in one area of their life, they not only give up in that one area, they often overlearn the lesson and apply it to the other situations. They become convinced that one dead end path must be proof that all possible paths are dead ends. A setback at work might lead to despondency about one's relationship or a rift with a friend might discourage us from trying to form bonds with our colleagues or so on. Whenever this happens, our helplessness spirals out of control and pending our success in all areas of our life. It's the very definition of pessimism and depression, an event map with all dead ends and the sunfire route to failure. We don't have to look far to see that that the negativity cycle is on a larger social scale. We've learned helplessness and endemic in the inner cities, prisons, and elsewhere. When people don't believe that there is no way up, they have no choice but to stay as down as they are. When some people meet adversity, they simply stop looking for ways to turn their failures into opportunities or negatives into positives. The successful individuals around us, they know That is not the adversity itself, but what we do that determines our fate. While some sit helpless, others gain wits, capitalize on their strengths, and forge ahead. When faced with obstacles or failures, succumbing helplessness keeps us down on the map while looking for the path for opportunity helps pick us back up. Like always, I I want to shine some light on a few things that you can do that can help you find that third path and move to a move to a falling state, move to a falling up state versus a falling down. So like imagine walking into a bank and there's 50 other individuals in that bank. Behind you comes in a robber and then that robber fires off a shot. 
It just so happened that you're the person that gets shot. When you explain and describe this story the next day, how do you describe this story? Do you describe it as lucky or unlucky? I'm sure there are many different responses to this action. What I want to point out is how the brain invents. This is important. It's a counterfact. A counterfact being an alternate scenario the brain creates to help us evaluate and make sense of what really happened. The crucial part is that counterfacts are completely hypothetical. Why? Because they're invented. We actually have the power in any given situation to consciously select a counterfact that makes us feel fortunate rather than helpless. Choosing a positive counterfact simply makes us feel better and it set, set set us up for a whole host of benefits to motivation and performance that we know now accompany a positive mindset. Choosing a counterfact that makes us more fearful, fearful of adversity actually makes it loom larger than it really is. When we choose a counterfact that makes us feel worse, we are actually altering our reality, allowing the obstacle to exert far greater influence over us than it should. When faced obstacles, we always look to bounce back from setbacks. This is accomplished from interpreting adversity in a positive way or what can be termed as explanatory style. This is simply how we choose to explain the nature of past events. This has a crucial impact on our happiness and future success. People with an optimistic explanatory style interpret adversity as being local and temporary, using positive affirmations like it's not that bad and it'll get be- and it will get better. While those with a pessimistic explanatory style see these events as more global and permanent using negative affirmations like like it's really bad and it's never going to change. All avenues of success seem to be dictated by explanatory style. So if you haven't picked up by now, it's important for you all to learn your A's and your B's and your C's and your D's. You know what I mean? Your adversity, belief, consequence and disputation. Adversity is that event that we can't change. It pretty much it pretty much is what it is. You know, belief is our reaction to the event. You know, why we thought it happened and what we think it means for the future. Question it. Is it a problem that only temporary and local in nature or do we think it's a permanent and pervasive? Are there ready solutions or do we think it's something unsolvable? If we see adversity as short term or as an opportunity for growth, or appropriately confined to the only part of our life, then we maximize the chance for positive consequence. But if the belief has led us down more pessimistic path, helplessness and inaction can bring down negative consequences. That's when it's time to put that D to work. That's disputation, which involves first telling ourselves that our belief is just that. A belief is not a fact, and then challenging or disputing it. We should externalize that voice, act as if it's coming from somebody else. You know, I mean, it should almost seem like you arguing with another person, you know, ask questions. What's the evidence for this belief? Is it all right? You know, will we let a friend get away with the reasoning behind what we're trying to say is making it okay? If the adversity is truly bad, is it bad as we first thought? This is method is called decatastrophizing, taking time to show ourselves that why adversity is real it is perhaps not as catastrophic as we may have made it out to be. The saying goes, things are not as bad as they seem is actually a fact based on fundamental biology. Understand that thousands of years of evolution has begun to make us great at adapting to the most extreme life circumstances. Adversity never hits us quite hard 
or quite as long as we might think. We might assume that a horrible injury will forever alter our ability to be happy. But in fact, after initial judgments and period hardship, most victims of the paralysis bounce back to just the same level of happiness they experienced before. The human psyche is so much more resilient than we even realize, which is why when faced with a terrible prospect like a bad breakup or a job loss, we overestimate how unhappy it's actually going to make us and for how long it's going to actually have us down. You know, I mean, we fall victim to immune neglect, meaning we consistently forget how good our psychological immune system is at helping us get over adversity. Our fear of consequences is always worse than the consequences themselves. Knowing that helps us move toward a more optimistic interpretation of the downs we will eventually face. Then, next time you catch yourself feeling hopeless or helpless about any tough situation in your life, remember that there is always a third path upwards. You have one task, and that is to find it. You know what I mean? Remember that success is not about never falling down or even simply about falling back down and back up and getting over and over and over and over and over. No, success is about more than simple resilience. Success is about using that downward momentum to propel ourselves in the opposite direction, capitalizing on setbacks and adversity to become even happier, even more motivated and even more successful. Change from falling down and begin to start falling up in your life. You know what I mean? I hope y'all enjoyed these words. I hope y'all, you know, pulling in this information that I'm trying to give y'all. I'm doing like extensive studies. I'm really looking into stuff. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm big on working on my own self-development. I'm happy I got on this journey. Um, I'm trying to invite everybody else into this journey with me. Um, There's no way for me to reach out any way better than by putting this information out here on my podcast. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to the future seasons that I got coming. I got so much information and stuff that I want to share with y'all. But I'm, you know, currently working on other stuff right now. And the aspect that I'm at in my life right now, this is where I'm at. I'm actually focused on building self-development with the clients that I work with, with the students that I work with. You know, I mean, that's just my main goal and focus, getting people back to understanding the greatness within themselves. You know what I mean? So I want to thank y'all for tuning in to the U Network. Be sure to subscribe, follow, like, share. As always, feel free to email me at true to you 365 at gmail.com. Again, that's true number two you 365 at gmail.com with questions, comments, appointment scheduling, whatever. Also follow my Facebook and LinkedIn page, True to You, for constant updates and daily motivation. As always, peace, love, prosperity. And most importantly, respect out.